Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mate, from a uh, from a former rooster to the current rooster thirteen, Victor Radley, uh, obviously returning off an ACL injury, uh, potentially my favourite player in the comp. Absolutely love Rads. I think it was the writing was on the wall last year for the Roosters as soon as he went down. I think everyone understands how important this guy is to this side. Now, how do you see him tracking for season twenty twenty one? Yeah, I think. Um there's been some mixed reports about whether he'll come back sort of round one to round four. I think the, like if you go by the letter of the law, he'll be right to come back at round one, but the roosters do have a bit of a tendency, especially lately with their younger guys to leave it till nine months post-surgery, which would be round four for Adley. There is evidence that, tells us that for each month that you wait between uh, month six and month nine in in an ACL reconstruction rehab, your risk of re-injury decreases by 50% for each month that passes. And around nine months, it plateaus out. So whether they're going to wait and sort of leave him to that nine months, um, you know, we'll wait and see. But from my perspective, look, look, my rule with ACLs are it usually takes around 18 months. So it's usually that second season back where you see their best performance. Um, so I, I certainly, you know, would be surprised to see Radley come out and absolutely blitz it this season. But I think because the Roosters are being a little bit more conservative and potentially waiting to that nine months post post injury, I, and especially in that system, mate, like, you know, if he gets in there and even if he's only at 90, 95%, he's still going to be such an important, you know, part of that team. Oh, well, mate, at the end of the day, I mean, if they've got a Radley just at 80% at the back end of the season, yeah. I mean, they're back in contention all of a sudden, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, mate, absolutely, um, and that's the thing. Let me ask you about a young guy coming out of the West Tigers. Uh, Blory obviously took on Nathan Brown in his first game last season. That was like nothing I've seen before. Very ballsy fella. Um, he's obviously been a cheapie for a lot of Supercoach Classic players out there. There's been news of his injury over the last few weeks. How do you see this one playing out? 
Yeah, so uh, once again, like the, I think there was, um, you know, some uh, news floating around that he did fractured it, and he was definitely going for surgery. So I kind of, you know, posted about that last week. But then the Tigers have come out this week and said, now actually he's going to go for a surgical review, and he might, you know, he might avoid surgery. So. Look, surgery is one of those things. If there's a fracture in there, surgery can actually kind of speed up recovery because it, it stabilizes the fracture and allows for sort of an accelerated rehab early on. But if he has actually avoided a fracture and it's just, say, a bone bruise or a sprain or something like that, then he, he could be right for round one. So it's um, it's one we'll probably get news of, of the specialist review later in the week. I think overall, you one way or another, you're just hoping he's avoided a fracture because if he's avoided a fracture, he might be good to go, and I think he's an absolute gun. So he should um, he should be good for the Tigers on the edge, mate. Uh, one of the guys that I'm really excited to see arrive at his new club this year. I think he's been one of the most unlucky fellows injury wise I think I've ever seen. Ryan James. He's finally left the Gold Coast system. He's arrived down in Canberra, um, mate. The last few years for him, it's just been a disaster, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's been really tough to tough to watch. I think. You know, for a bloke who missed out on an Origin debut, you know, by the thinnest of margins, and and then in what you could be considered probably the peak of his career, he's gotten back to back ACL injuries. Look, like I, I, I'm, it's been 12 months since he suffered the ACL injury, which is always good. The the longer time that goes, the the better performance is going to be. But this is his third, second or third ACL injury. Yeah, third ACL injury in his in his career now. So that's something where look like I wouldn't be surprised to see them be pretty conservative with his return whether they even give him some minutes sort of in New South Wales Cup just to sort of ease his way back in um, I, I definitely think sort of you won't probably see the best out of him until about mid-season but the the positive thing is for, for Ryan James is the fact that once again he's not a player and he probably won't be focusing on you know massive steps big changes of direction that kind of thing you know working in the middle playing in the middle he's just going to put his head down ass up I think and try and charge through some blokes which is a lot easier to do um, than say if he was an outside back who's trying to you know step guys and, and bust through tackles that way. Mate, the other big advantage the Canberra Raiders have, which um, realistically it's probably the best thing for Ryan James, is that they've got such a talented forward pack with so much depth there. There's no rush to get Ryan James on the field. I mean, if he doesn't step on the field this year, I still think the Canberra Raiders pack is a top three forward pack in the game. I think that's really good for him. 100%. Like, if they can wait till, like, even if they wait till sort of origin time, you know, once they lose Papa and they go, right, we've got RJ some good limited minutes, you know, building up through the New South Wales Cup, and then they can just unleash him once he's sort of back to his damaging best. Mate, watch out come the back end of the season. Mate, uh, we spoke about Ryan James being an incredibly unlucky footballer injury rise. This guy, Jack Bird, uh, I remember watching him as a junior coming through at the Dragons, and it was like the fella had a cheat code. He was just something else, Jack Bird. Uh, I remember he had you. You know more than me, but he he's got something wrong with his bones or something, doesn't he? Since, since a young age. Yeah, rheumatoid arthritis, I believe. So that just you know, it's the poor bloke. He's he's had it up against him, you know, almost since the start of his career, and had sternum injuries, a you know shoulder reconstruction, now a couple of ACL injuries. Um, you know, look, thankfully he's uh, he's found himself a new you know greener pastures down at the at the Dragons and a bit of a new fresh start. Um, a bit like Ryan James, I think. 
I'm a little bit more hesitant with him because these ACL injuries have been back-to-back. And he is a player that does, once again, you know, once he gets that ball, he, he's, his first inclination should be run first. Um, so he might not be back to his damaging best sort of straight off the bat. And I wonder whether, even though there has been some talk about him transitioning the lock, whether they start him out on the edge or in the centres as a bit of familiar familiarity. So I thought it was a bit surprising that the Broncos sort of wanted to throw him in at, at fullback, at, at, you know, off an ACL injury last year, which is a position that, A, he's not really used to at an NRL level, and, B, requires a lot of running, a lot of jumping, you know, more than pretty much any other position. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dragons just ease him back in a little bit. But he's another one once again, 12 months since he suffered an ACL injury. Sort of once once it gets to, you know, mid-season, you know, you, you could really watch out for an explosion from, from Bird. Mate, this is another guy I've been saying for a while that he should just be wearing the 13. He's just a natural footballer, and there was a lot of talk about him wearing the 13. There was someone in the Dragon system that told me a number of weeks ago he would be wearing the 13. To hear his comments over the weekend about wanting to play centre, I just... Maybe I'm looking too far into it, but to me, it's sort of... I don't know. It seems to me the writing's on the wall that he's a little bit hesitant about coming back, to be honest with you. And that's it. Like that's exactly right. And that, but that's completely understandable as well. Like yeah. as much as the physical side of things is is a concern coming back from these big injuries, mate. It's also the mental side. Like if guys once again, like if guys aren't confident and they're hesitant going into contact, or you know, hesitant going into a step, or they're not quite you know in that positive mind frame, they're going to injure it again. That's how that's how you're going to injure it again. So even from a physical standpoint, like my comments about putting him in the centers or on an edge like yes from a physical standpoint it's going to be beneficial it's more from that mental standpoint putting him in a position where he his instincts and you would know this you know being the the rugby league guru like it's those footballing instincts he, he probably has them for 13 but it's something that coming back from two serious injuries to put him back in a position where he feels comfortable he his instincts are working really really well and he knows where to position himself in attack and defense and that's where he's been playing that's worth its weight in gold to ease him back into the field of play and to get his confidence back so i i think if the dragons go down that path i i definitely applaud it even if he's transitioning towards another position in the future yeah, mate, like I'm I'm no sports psychologist or whatever, but I, I remember it was only five years ago he played that grand final with a dislocated elbow from memory. Like he was just he was just an absolute maniac back then. And now to hear these comments, it just I don't know, it just worries me a little bit. And as I said, I'm Jack Bird's biggest fan in the world, but to hear him not wanting to go all in on playing thirteen just worries me a little bit. Let's move to the Sydney Roosters captain. Um it's been a wild twelve months for Boyd Cordner and um, I know it's not exactly your specialty, but for for me, I mean, they came back last year, they had two games, then they had another month and a half, two months off, and Boyd Cordner still came back and had concussion after concussion after that extended break. It's a bit of a worry for me. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, look, there's a lot we don't know about concussion. And, you know, the, the, we I, I commonly say that there's more we don't know than we do know. But the, one of the things we do know is that the, the biggest sort of indicator for future risk of concussion is how, like, concussions you've suffered in the past so in other words once once you've sort of suffered a few you're, you're more likely in your threshold you know for a suffering a future concussion sort of comes down 
So, look, with him, like they're aiming to get him back round 13, it's it's important to sort of intimate to the listeners and, and anyone out there is that with concussions, there's just so much unknown. So, look, even though he's hopefully coming back in round 13, whether he does, whether they hold him back a little bit further, um, you know, you, you just can't judge a, one concussion to another. I could get knocked out cold on the field and you could get knocked out cold on the field in exactly the same way and we both could respond extremely differently. Like it could cause me to retire and you to, you know, be back next week. So it's one of those things where there is a very big spectrum of, of how these can develop and especially once you start talking about complex concussions, which is what Boyd's you know would be considered by this stage so it's it's a wait and see it's uh, look we're all obviously fingers crossed that he that he comes back and goes well and avoids any future future brain injuries but um yeah it's it's one that you can't really predict with much certainty mate speaking of retirement if i was dale copley this week i think i would have hung out hung up the boots what about that injury Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mate, talking about guys who cop a bad run with injuries, like a fractured throat. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who didn't even know that was possible. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the poor bugger. So you have some cartilage in your throat, like your Adam's apple voice box, you know, that kind of thing, which if you cop a direct blow to the area, you can actually suffer a fracture or a crack in the cartilage like we more commonly hear about fractures in like rib cartilage and that kind of thing so it is kind of a similar thing where you, you can actually fracture it he's had to have surgery to sort of you know check that out and make sure everything's all good and then they're gonna go back for another look i think in a couple of weeks to see how it's going but look it, it is a bit concerning like it's it's caused i don't know if you remember but rory cost jason at the at the nights he suffered a similar injury and had to retire because he just couldn't get his breathing right like you know the 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 windpipe was that sort of affected that he, he couldn't really run around for too long he was getting puffed pretty quickly um so hopefully for copley it's not as bad as that that is kind of the extreme down one end but he'll need at least the next six weeks off contact and then they'll just have to kind of see from there mate that rory cause jason story that that was devastating but i must say geez i i remember the day i got the notification for that one i had a little giggle to myself it went something like cause jason forced to retire after ball to throat <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, the ways that these injuries happen, especially, you know, a throat injury, you just like how, you know, how does that, how, like, you know, I don't even know how Copley did it, but it's it's a very, very rare injury. Tell me this, mate. Obviously, there's a lot of guys that will be returning from injury this year we've spoken about. There's also a lot of guys that are 18 months down the track off ACL injuries and these sort of injuries that we expect – they're best footed to come the year after they return. Is there anyone you're keeping your eye on here? 
Yeah, I think two major ones are, are Christian Welsh and Jacob Little. They're both sort of in their second season back. I mean, we saw it a little bit from Welsh towards the end of last year, both for Melbourne and for Queensland. You know, that that was the perfect example of what I talk about, that, you know, once guys come back, you know, Welsh came back at the start of the season. He was still getting his fee, still getting his confidence. But as he built through to the end of the season, mate, he, he went to another level. So I think, think those two are two that definitely to keep an eye on for an increased performance this year. And then another one is Matt Lodge. Like a lot of guys, you know, there, there was a lot of coverage about how bad Matt Lodge was last year and it's probably justified. Like he really wasn't performing well out on the, on the park. But I don't think it was anything to do with people like, oh, he's too big, he's too slow, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, he came back from partial ACL sprain in the preseason. He came back too quickly. Um, you know, he only had a couple of training sessions with the side before he returned to the field. And then he played through like a meniscus slash tibby, what ended up being a tibia fracture. So the poor bloke was running on one leg for half the year. So the year before, you know, he was he was talked up as an origin prop and, you know, he was killing it in super coach and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I certainly think the rules are definitely moving away from him a little bit in that it will, you know, be hard for him to keep it up. So he's probably going to have to trim some weight to sort of get his lateral movement a bit better. But I would put most of the stock in his poor performance last year being down to just a wretched run with injuries. So I think he'll actually be much improved for the Broncos this season. Mate, you mentioned uh, Christian Welsh there. And I'll tell you what, if the back end of last season wasn't the best we've seen of Welsh, it's a pretty scary prospect, isn't it? That's exactly right. It's, you know, this is this is the thing with forwards is that they hit a certain, you know, point in their career almost like a maturity where they seem to, you know, go to another level. And Welsh has unfortunately been sort of, you know, split by a few big injuries. But I think he can go I think he can go even better this year. Like, you know, he'll be eighteen months, you know, past past his ACL injury. He'll have had an entire off season. See last off season, he spent the entire time just getting fit to return to the field. This off season, he's had the off season to hone his performance, to increase his fitness increase his power, you know, strength, endurance, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I just think the sky's the limit for him this year. Mate, you mentioned Matty Lodge before. I do want to ask you about his front row partner, Payne Haas. Obviously uh, going to be missing the first few games of the season for his carry on the other night. But we did see him limping from the field the other day. What do you make of that? Yeah, no, nah, nothing too much to be concerned with. Just your garden variety ankle sprain. So you hear me carry on about syndesmosis, high ankle sprains, that kind of thing. It wasn't one of those. So it's one that probably heaps of people listening have suffered before where, you know, your foot rolls in, your, your ankle blows up a little bit like a balloon. But, mate, guys can come back from that really, really quickly. So by round four, when he's able to come back, he, he should be sweet. Uh, mate, for me, the last one I want to ask you about is one that I saw this morning. And when you see the words ACL, you get scared. There's another word that I see, and, and it's Liz Frank, and it always scares me. There's rumours of Jeremy Marshall King. I think he's having scans over the next few weeks, but over the next few days, sorry. But that could leave a massive hole for Canterbury, couldn't it? Yeah, that's right. I think the, the intimation so far is they're hoping it's minor. So hopefully the scans come back and, and sort of indicate that, yeah, it's only a minor injury, but Liz Franks can be rough. I mean, we talk about, you know, you talk about Achilles being tough to come back from. The the Liz Frank is the one for me that probably has one of the most unpredictable recoveries. Uh, we had Corey Horsburgh last year. You know, first of all, he suffered the Liz Frank injury, required surgery. They said, oh, look, it'll be 10 to 12 weeks and he'll be back. And he didn't come back for five months, you know, didn't come back for the season. So they can linger around a little bit. They're notorious 
obvious for you know taking longer than you initially think so hopefully it's only a minor one because then generally you can come back quite quickly but yeah man if, if if it's one that requires surgery or something like that it could be a very long season for for the bulldogs He's another one that's going to be interesting this season, Corey Horsburgh. In my opinion, that Liz Frank injury, that cost him an origin jersey last year. I think he definitely would have been there at the back end. Are you expecting to see the best out of him this year? Yeah, yeah, I think I think having the whole off season once again, like I think they did the right thing by not returning him, you know, before he was ready at the end of last year. So I think having the whole off season to sort of hone himself up, I think he'll be good to go. Now, mate, we're obviously in the same draft leagues. So I want to have a quick chat to you about that. Obviously, we got to pick our our spots that we draft in. Uh, we did a 10-leg Super Bowl multi. I believe myself and Natty, we got the top two spots. I think you came in at third. I've picked spot eight off the top of my head from memory. Uh, yep. Non-captains league, I've gone a little bit later. Where have you picked? Yep. Yeah, so I went with pick two. I think, look, it's probably I usually go sort of that in between that five to seven kind of range. But I just wanted to try something. I guess in that league, the biggest thing is everybody's so switched on, right? So everyone is just, you're not really going to get amazing value from guys who fall because, you know, the guys, they're just going to snake you before you even think. So I looked at it and I went, right, I wouldn't mind getting a true difference maker at a position. And, and, and now that, especially now that Turbo's gone down, I'm quite happy with that decision because I'm pretty much guaranteed either a Teddy or a Cleary. Um, I think Cleary, you know, against the other options at halfback, he is head and shoulders well above, you know, anybody else at the halfback position. So I'm very, very happy to sort of lock down one of those two guys with high ceilings, a real difference maker at the position, and then be near, a, you know, near the end of the round um, to get a few swing picks, you know, like two picks close together. Um, yeah, I just wanted to go with that this season and see if that can sort of put me in better stead, um, which I'm sure you'll benefit from sort of at pick eight too, getting those swing picks. Mate, you mentioned obviously Cleary and Tedesco, the two standouts. 48 hours ago, were you considering Travojevic at number two? Uh, I think if Cleary wasn't as good as he was, I, I would have said yes. Um, I think the injury concerns for Turbo just pushed him down to a three or a four for me. I think the clear top four for me were Teddy, Cleary, Munster and Turbo. But I think Munster and Turbo, if Munster gets a kicking, he's up there with Cleary and, and Teddy. But I think without the kicking, I think they're kind of the 1B to Teddy's Cleary, uh, Teddy and Cleary and 1A for me. And I think uh, I think our, uh, our good mate Wilfred, he's taken pick one, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So he had Teddy take him to the to the you know championship last year. So I dare say he'll be taking Teddy again. So he'll be a, a bit of a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think you've uh, you're going to have Cleary as your best buddy this year, just quietly. Yeah, mate. I'll be I'll be cheering on the TikTok uh, TikTok champion. A TikTok sensation, Brian, mate. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on once again. I'm going to have to uh, drag you on here a few more times during the season. Didn't get enough of you last year, so I appreciate your time, mate. I look forward to talking to you again soon. No, mate. It'll be good. Thanks, legend. Talk to you soon. Cheers, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.